You're listening to the 90-10 rule. 90% business. 10% music. Today on the 90-10 rule, we end 2016 talking about promotions and marketing. But first, this. I can be a lifesaver. Treat me like a jawbreaker. You got 31 flavors. Baby, you can get this now or later. Now or later. You can get this now or later. Now or later. It's your choice. Like I don't do this Build an empire You cookie I'ma be Lucius Give you good head Until you get a contusion If you don't come back I think I'ma lose it yeah, I think I'ma lose it If I ever had your number I think I would use it I feel in some way You know I hate losing If your heart was in the bag I'll rob it Just to prove it Come on You a mean diva I got your problems By the neck Like I'm John Cena You got a past I ain't get to go to prime either So don't make it hard To believe that I need you Hey You beautiful like Springtime Let me know you in the Meantime, hopefully if things seem right, I'ma be needing your ring size. I can be a lifesaver, treat me like a jawbreaker. You got 31 flavors, baby. You can get this now or later, now or later. You can get this now or later, now or later. It's your choice. Yeah. I love attitudes, but not the drama. You made it to my heart. I'm the last and I'm so down. Why they come? You leave mine, so I'm. You know my charm. You say it brings problems. Let me love you, put nothing above you. If we see your ex, I overly kiss and hug you. Make him jealous now. He's overzealous. Tryna act cool, I think he's overzealous. I don't mean no harm. I'm always there. Say for stay farm. Whatever you do, don't ban me from your heart. I pray to God he don't keep us apart Cause you beautiful like springtime Let me know you in the meantime Hopefully if things seem right I'ma be needing your ring size I can be a lifesaver Treat me like a jawbreaker You got 31 flavors Baby, you can get this now or later Now or later You can get this now or later Now or later It's your choice that was Warner Music Group's Sage the Gemini with Now and Later here on the 9010 Rule. So you, you can't talk shit. That. You can't don't talk shit like, about reality shows. Don't act now. like you weren't on uh, What Chili Wants. I wasn't on that. I was never on it. You never. You didn't. You didn't have a cameo. <laughs> uh-uh, I came to the uh, premiere. You produced it. We produced the episode. I came to the premiere. Oh wait a minute! I was on that. Yes, show. we produced that whole Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> uh, it was. It was a. Um, what was it? A, it was for Kasim. It was to raise money for Kasim's right. mayoral race. Yeah, I definitely was. I forgot about that. Wow. That was that was the milestone, Brian. I've been on two reality TV and shows. And didn't you bring Q? Q was there. He performed. Yeah, he did. That's yeah. how we got the Q. So I was on, I was on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. He performed at Lisa Wu's. Uh, he sure what did. What was that? What it was, was it? a fashion show because she was showing her, her. How did that? How did that line turn out? It it didn't. Okay. okay. It didn't. And but Kasim Reed mm. became mayor though, so that that was successful. And that's so, and that's great because that was that was something that we actually created for the show. That was awesome. And so that means I'm fifty percent then. You are. I have a fifty percent fifty percent success rate. Yeah, yeah. Well, listeners, I, obviously we just walked into this, but um, happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, gentlemen. <laughs> so this is the ninety ten rule for two thousand seventeen. Kevin Davis. Crystal Jordan, myself, Brian Jennings, we're the 9010 rule. Uh, we're just going to get started today today with talking about some of the the downsides of 2016. Let's just get it out now. I'm so glad 2016 mm. is over. It just would not, it, it just, it lingered. It it lingered from... from 2016 the, was kicking people's ass, man. It's just... Well, how about yeah, musically, though, first? What, what, what do y'all think the, the year was like musically? I'm just, I had a hard time with losing so many amazing I, musical icons, like... You know, George Michael, I was a huge, I don't know who was not a huge George Michael fan. He was like okay, one of the huge. most soulful. No. Define huge though. I mean, because, you know, huge is relative. So some people might say huge and it'd be like, I kind of didn't like him. But No, I loved I loved Wham, first of all. Okay. I remember my first pom-pom routine in school was to uh, wake me up before you go. And I was just a huge before fan. Before you go-go. Yeah, before you Two go-go. He was, he, was, he, was, he was amazing. Amazing. And, and, and I remember being upset because I had a huge crush on him. I was upset you, when you I know, found out that he was, he was gay. gay. Oh, right. okay, I yeah, yeah, we didn't know yeah. that for a while. But okay, so we, but, but earlier in the year, Prince. Right. David Bowie. Right. Like, it just, it, it just kept going. It kept going. There, were, there kept being more and more names of people that were 
I, I, I mean, you, you would have to acknowledge they're iconic people. Okay, but I mean, you seem really emotionally tied to it, though. Prince? How are you not affected by Prince passing A lot of away? people still struggling with Prince. Yo. Yeah. Okay, I'm just asking. I'm, and I'm that's, be, that's not going to stop no time soon. I'll, I'll be the asshole because you guys refuse. What was the last Prince song you liked? Oh, wait. Okay, first of all, Prince music is, is timeless. Okay, okay, yeah, no, no, I agree. There are some Purple Rain, timeless. Oh, I mean, most of his songs are, mm, yeah, No, yeah, name yeah. the last song in the last 10 years that you was like, oh, that's my shit. Well, I don't think he was an artist that was coming out with oh, new music. okay. But Diamonds, but, but... I know, Breakfast Can Wait. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> you know what he it is. He did an eyebrow. You guys didn't see that, but... Kevin came in with Breakfast Can Wait with an eyebrow right. wiggle. He, 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 now he's playing and he doesn't know what Breakfast Can Wait is. I don't know what that is. That was the only... He put Dave Chappelle dressed up as Prince on the cover. Ah. That uh, was I... You, you can't get what, around that. What though. year was Adore? I mean, I What year was Diamonds and Pearls? What year was Call yeah. Me? Like, like what are you, what are you trying to say? Diamonds Prince and Pearls... Oh, hold on. Are you trying to say the Prince wasn't relevant? Diamonds and Pearls was not a good song. It was a great song. Are you crazy? No. Come hey, on. You know that, you had that Batman that, soundtrack. That was when Prince started falling off to that me. That was not... Oh, my God. Okay, first... Oh, that's when wow. he That's when he turned and it, it all changed. But that that's the problem with the industry today, in my opinion, is that... <laughs> I'm the problem? You are the problem because there are certain things you can do that are timeless and you don't have... Some artists are not... Especially oh, I, I artists totally at that agree. level. So I'm saying he was he was relevant. If Prince comes I'm just saying he artist, died a lot of years ago. He didn't... Well, Prince did no, not he die. Did not. No. First of all, no. how many artists did Prince co-sign that ended up it helped their career immensely? Who? Alicia Keys is someone he co-signed. Is Indy Ari. Yes. I thought you were gonna say something like the time. Like no, where, 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 where is Morris Day right now? I cannot. In a mirror, motherfucker. <laughs> he put that dude in a movie. Where actually, is he now? Morris, actually, Morris Day is back on tour now. See, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Since, since Prince died, a lot of he people did. have I saw been. That. He's, he's been working. He's been where's, working. where's Apollonia? Him and Jerome. Where's Apollonia? She's still in late Winnetonka. No, Winnetonka? Didn't, didn't one of the Vanity died right after Prince? Right, like, Is like, she? yeah, like, like, yeah. A, again, a month after Prince. Oh my God! Uh, uh, what yeah, you are Name name two songs Apollonia did. No, I said Vanity first. Okay, well, uh, Vanity. Name the point two is these name are people, two songs. Vanity. They, these are people that created the soundtrack of music. That I get we, it. That we grew up. To I get on. it. And their music isn't dead. So what are you guys mourning? I can't. That you. I cannot. I, I, cannot. I don't David feel Bowie. David who? Bowie. Da- <laughs> oh, did you just who? say who? <laughs> who? God, name know. one David Bowie song. Where is David Bowie even from? Do you know? You don't even know where he's from. That's you know nothing about this dude, but you feel emotionally tied I, to his death. No, where is I'm he from? I'm not emotionally tied to his death, but I do. But David Bowie is obviously a person that is that was an iconic figure. You can't even give me he one song. What he changed? He changed. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. My no, point no. is this: I think that the music is timeless. Prince's music is always going to be timeless. There, there, I have some favorites. However. You're ready for him to go. No, I'm not. I had, I, he was I'm, dead to you a long time ago. I'm yeah. not tied to his his life as a person because I don't even know him as a person. But isn't, I, it, isn't it sad to see certain things? Because you know, a certain when music royalty assembles right. in a certain area, be it the Grammys or... And Prince didn't do a lot of things, but he was doing more in, in recent years. He okay. was touring more. But to know that person's He actually presence, died right after the Atlanta concert. Is that right? Tra- right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the people in Atlanta presence, here was his, his last performance. Right. That person's presence is no longer going to be there. I think that's a big deal. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. I didn't miss his presence prior to. I didn't, you know, I can't, I can't remember the last time I saw a Prince interview even. Mm-hmm. Like Tavis Smiley or something. Yeah, but wouldn't there be, but <laughs> wouldn't there be, because Prince's, his, his reach, I think that's what I'm looking for. His reach was, yeah. may not have reached you as deep as he has someone else. I disagree. But I'm pretty sure that he's, Touch somebody that you respect. I disagree completely. I think Prince was a genius. I loved a lot of his music. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about you know because this year we had a lot of deaths. Like name some of the people that that you you miss. Fife. Fife. Okay. And I'm a Tribe Called Quest. I fan. didn't know Fife. I'm a Tribe Called Quest fan as, as well. However, I wasn't really checking for Fife. So I wasn't either because Tribe Called Quest hadn't dropped the album in forever. So Truth be, be told, I think if Fife did, had right? right, I think if Fife hadn't passed away, then we wouldn't have the Tribe album we have now. Okay, that's fair. Um, and that was one. Of, that was one of the groups that I came up. The uh, Tribe Called Quest was one of the groups that I fell in love with hip hop. Right. 
because of. I I would agree with that. I think everybody did. I think they were definitively a part of the foundation of hip hop. But would you also agree that if you if we get rid of Jerobi, Fife was probably the least talented one of them? Oh my god, I don't I don't know about I don't know about assigning You are ass importance <laughs> in a group. Oh my god. Jerobi gets a lot of a lot of screen time now though. You know what? Okay, so there's some there's some silver lining for Jerobi. But no, that's that's <laughs> I don't even know what to say because it's, it's like okay, let's say it's, it was Destiny's Child. Right. If Beyonce die, everybody's distraught. I'm not. If Michelle dies, eh, it's the not same, so much. It's the exact same. It's to fucked me. up. Man. It's the exact same to me. Michelle or Beyonce getting kidnapped. Don't say. It. You know what, v- listeners? You know what? At, moving on. It's fucked up, man. Moving on. You know, I let no. I I, I think you have emotional issues with death. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm scared of it? Not not that you're scared of it. Something's you're just wrong. You're detached in yeah. some weird yeah. way. You actually you probably are scared of it. No, I, I'm not. I think well, let's go with that. You're scared. No, I'm not, but that's the thing though. Like I think No, that, I feel your fear. I think that that's why you guys are so attached to George like George Michael. I I don't remember the last time I even saw that dude either. And I know that you had some childhood memories that like you were tucked away somewhere, but you still have those. Yeah, but Afini Shakur passed away this year too. Okay. And I wasn't attached to Afini, but I was Pac. Okay, I was a huge Pac fan. So you're not when, still a, you're not still a huge Pac fan. I am still a huge Pac fan, but when the Fanny died, I'm like, damn. Well, I was a little I, upset I felt, because I with, felt her, away. with her dying, we have no way to know if she was in 100 percent agreement with the movie that's coming out. Are you excited? Are you guys excited about the the Tupac movie that's coming out? I don't, I don't out think this that year? I am. Really? Yeah, I don't think because like, Straight Outta Compton was kind of mm. really. I'm going to watch okay, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to judge it heavily. Yeah. I'm going to judge it heavily too. But I, it would have been great to see a Feeney, you know, Endorse presenting it. that. Yeah, presenting the film. Yeah. I am excited about the 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 new edition um, remake, the new edition why? biopic. But why is it on BT? That didn't bother you. Well, you know what? Honestly, because it's going to be a three-day event, I think that it's going to be dope because if you go see something in the movies, right. a lot of times we don't have the money to, to properly promote certain black films. I'm not sure they might have gotten it. They might have not. But with it being on BET and being a three-day you know, miniseries, I think it gets the we get the time and attention. They might have right. had to rush through the story if it was in a movie. And I think like when you think of miniseries on television, you th- the Jacksons was the last one that I can remember that, you know, spread something out good. over that. Mer- yeah, and it was really good. Yeah. Well, see, but what and I'm BT thinking about is... BT is doing a great job. Shout out to BT. They're doing a, they did a great job of really promoting it leading up to the new year. I would rather it be on BT than um, Bravo or... Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. yes. Well, I'm just, I guess I'm just... I'm, I'm kind of beat up with the whole Michelle movie that was so that was, bad. That was Lifetime when it was horrible. It was Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Leah movie was terrible, too. Yeah, but see, the, the, the difference... Be- and Michelle was involved with that, but, but New Edition is actually in like heavily a part of it, just like with the TLC story. Right. Shameless plug. Crazy, Sexy, Cool, the TLC movie is available on VH1. Uh, I mean, it is available on discs if you would like to, to go back and watch it. Did you like that movie? I did. You I like, did. Did you like that? It was a TLC movie? Yeah. It was dope. It was all right. Yeah. No, it wasn't. That, right. was, that was on VH1 though, right? It was on VH1. But the point is, Ch- Chili and T-Boz were actively, they were executive producers, so you know the story was authentically theirs. And I think that's the same thing with New Edition. You even have, you have Bobby... All the guys working together. Are you, you got something funny to say? No, I just there was hey, a But you know what? I, I will co-sign you on that and, and say that I think that the TLC movie actually kind of set the standard for I a agree. lot of these biopics. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I just and then to me, Straight Outta Compton wasn't. I guess I was looking for the accuracy, and I think it was kind of just glossed over in a lot of places. So uh, straight out of Compton? But yeah. they were involved with that. For I think mean, the, the movie accuracy. did really well. Yeah, there were some there were some stories that were kind of told. You watched a movie for accuracy? Right. That's what I'm saying. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Do you also believe in fairy tales? I actually don't. I'm probably Do the you? least fairy tale believer at this table. Does Santa Claus exist? No. Mm. I mean you can go to the mall and see the dude, but that, that's not really. He's Is just, wrestling fixed? Okay, guys. Hey, back yeah. back to the music. So, <laughs> so, so I think that with TLC putting out that movie, that revived their career. It introduced them to a, another, you know, group of fans, and they were able to go on the road tour. Actually, have an album coming out, right. and at you know, in a, probably in about a month. So, hopefully, it'll do the same thing with New Edition. Thus far, they haven't really been able to put out new music, but with this being able to kind of introduce a new group of fans, a new generation of fans to their music, it could open up more doors for them. 
I don't I don't know why they didn't get Ronnie DeVoe to play himself because that nigga still looks the same. How yeah, actually, a lot of them look the same. Ricky <laughs> Bell looks very well, and they all look. He yeah. like he's about twenty five. <laughs> they're and they're so actually. They're I so hope dope. they have an album coming out as well. That's what I'm saying. Like, wouldn't that be great promotion? But at the same time, I'm I'm talking about yeah, the movie drops. Go get the album right now. Right. Well, it's too late for that. Because the movie's coming out next week. But. Hey man, drop a, drop a single or Beyonce, something. Beyonce just surprised the internet with Beyonce the album. Beyonce does break the internet that way. In fact, she may have a song coming out with a new edition movie. <laughs> right. Beyonce. Hey, she just savvy enough to do that shit though. <laughs> no, I know. Do it like a tribute or something. And then be like, oh, oh, we forgot about new edition. It's mm-hmm. all about Beyonce. Y'all dropped the ball, so I'm gonna give you a little shine. But the check is mine. <laughs> so I know you guys were were talking about you know just a few minutes ago how many deaths there were in 2016. But I don't know. Was that comparatively? Was that more than other years? Was it just like a really bad? It year feels like it. It feels because it it was almost one a week. Yeah, like it, it back literally to was. Back to back, it, literally, like, it literally was. I mean, how how does Carrie Fisher die and then her mother die within days of each other's death? That is just eerie, in my opinion. You mm. know what I mean? But but I mean, it also could be because we're this generation is at a place where it's now. You know, we're getting it's it's people that were our heroes are now getting older, and and death is going to become. You know, it's a part of that. So it could just be the circle of life. But it's still sad. We still uh, don't like to to see. You know, anyone that shaped our lives in that way with music gone. But I right. guess it's just the circle of life. And it, and it makes you wonder how these people's estates are set up. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. You know, I guess from being a manager, I'm trying to figure out, like, how did they, how did they get their paperwork in line prior to? Yeah, well, because Prince had, like, children that came, like, unknown children that, that popped up. and, and But, you know, with all that, that controversy happens. with the label, he was, they weren't going to get any of that money anyway. I'm not yeah. sure if any of them have gotten a penny yet. Well, what ha- what actually was the deal with Title? Because then Prince kind of um, he did gave the deal. I think his last deal was, was with, with Jay Z. Was with Title, and I heard that there was there was backlash. You saying Jay Z did it? <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna talk Ooh, to you, right. Kevin. You're, you're scary. <laughs> At this point, I heard there was issue with the Title deal afterwards, like saying that maybe because obviously Prince knew he was ill, right? So. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He did a concert in Atlanta. And Cause then, see, I'm no. I'm. I'm. He was on pain. I'm medicine. a conspiracy theorist. I, I don't think that. I, I think Prince was murdered. Oh God. I okay. do. Okay. I think that Prince was murdered. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that there was something else going on behind the scenes. I'm oh sorry. Oh God. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not trying. I think to, it was foul play. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy it was one of theorist. Simpsons. But I mean, come on. Like there was too much record label stuff happening, and then. Mm, Actually, you need to watch The Simpsons way more often because the fact that they got Prince dying and Trump becoming president right. says a whole fucking lot. Not just that, they had the same states like lined up on there like that, right. that he won. This, right. Yeah. Even the elevator scene. Even the elevator scene. Like, how did that shit happen verbatim? I don't know, but that's a different <laughs> conversation. Okay. Yeah. All righty then. <laughs> I told you I'm a conspiracy theorist. Obviously. But you know what? I'm going to say this. In, in terms of music and, and business, your, your legacy and your estate have never become more of a relevant conversation before than it is now. Like, I think the last time that people talked about shit like this was when Elvis died. Uh, Michael Jackson caused a little bit of an issue. You don't think? Yeah, but his estate was still, like, between his family. If anything, it was like the, the family was fighting over it. Um, but it wasn't. Yeah, he had some things that weren't. Yeah, he that still worked. had some paperwork in yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh my God, legacy too, because like we were talking about Prince a moment ago, right? And everybody thinks about Prince because of him that time when he wore the butt out jeans, mm-hmm. right? Right. Now I'm pretty sure that he didn't. Is that think... what you think about when you think about Prince? No, that's not what I think. About. Oh, okay, you said it. Yeah, I did. But I'm trying to have a fucking conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but I'm I'm like that he's known he'll be known for eternity right. for being the dude that wore the butt out jeans. And I'm pretty sure he didn't expect that to be a part of his legacy, but it is. Like if you go to Prince's house for the cuz they turned it into a museum, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like do they have the butt out jeans on the wall? Is I that is that like the popular are, thing that people want to see? I know. I think the butt out jeans are, butt out jeans are actually in like another a museum with some of the other costumes that are that are famous for other artists. That's a good point, though, because sometimes artists can do something that they don't know is going to take, but that becomes what they're known for, regardless. And I see, I think a lot of them have an issue with it because they want to move past it. 
but that becomes their thing. Would that be the know? equivalent to like all the, the guys running around with red braids now? Because Lil Yachty had red braids. I, I mean, that shit is. What do you mean, guys running around? That's not sweeping the nation. Ain't nobody doing that shit. <laughs> there are a lot of people. That's, that's not a passing trend. There are a lot of people doing that. Who? I mean, they're not your age, but. Who? Name one. Who the fuck is doing that? Okay. Okay. Well, well uh, he definitely has a. <laughs> he definitely has a signature look. Um, but I do. I think people become infamous for things beyond their control. And I think that you have to embrace that once you recognize that it's it's caught hold. So like Prince did. Right. Prince embraced it and didn't. And and you know whatever Saturday Night Live makes a skit about, you know. Yeah, but and, I mean, and that that ties perfectly into our guest today because he's going to talk to us a little bit about marketing and promotion and things like that. Absolutely, how to make things stick. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So welcome to the show, uh, Tom White. He is one of the uh, college marketing reps with Warner Music Group. And does a lot of the promotions, but I think that's more or less his, uh, that, cause that's your current role, but that's not where you, you come from though, right? Um, yeah, that, that's, uh, my, my current position. Um, did, uh, you want me to go into more about, I guess, what I've done in the past? Well, you've actually worked with a lot of, um, really hot artists that have a lot going on right now. So it'd be probably really great for you to um, share some of the the highlights of your career over the last couple of years with our listeners so they'll know exactly the type of artists that you've worked with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. Um, so more, more or less, uh, I really got my foot in the door working at the A3C Hip Hop Festival down in Atlanta. I started out as a volunteer, created... Uh, Pretty much after the first couple of years, we they were re- we were really trying to expand beyond just performances. And uh, Brian Knott, the uh, the one of the festival founders, asked me to put together uh, five panels, which I didn't know what a panel was at the time. But uh, more or less, like uh, they were very successful. Um, <laughs> they were on uh, producing, songwriting, uh, publishing, social media. And I had a chance to, you know, be in the presence of many industry legends like uh, Dante Ross, Wendy Day. Let's see who else Um, I've met. You know, I had such a fan moment when I had a chance to meet DJ Toomp and he participated in the content. I've also worked a lot with um, artists in the Atlanta area, um, helping them, like, set up their publishing companies. Um little bits and pieces here and there, like, uh, you know, stage managing, helping connect the dots between like producers and songwriters. Um, just kind of, you know, I don't really talk about it too much, but, um, you know, I've, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Right. Well, the A3C, most artists know, uh, you know, about that conference is a great, uh, conference here in Atlanta, one of the few conferences that is still going strong. But you've also worked with a lot of artists um, as far as with their marketing campaigns, right? Gucci Mane, uh, Uzi Vert, Kodak Black, Trey Songs, Ty Dolla Sign. Like you've worked with Absolutely. some of the most, uh, I guess, relevant artists right now. Can you talk a little bit about um, the different strategies that you've used on marketing campaigns with some of those artists? Because things, social media has really changed the landscape a lot. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Um, my, my main focus with more or less like with Warner Music Group, if there's been an album release within the past, say, year and a half, I've for the most part worked on it. Uh, my main focus is hip hop, but I also work pop rock acts, which is kind of like a whole nother world for me. And it, it requires as such, uh, social media is definitely a, a good component. But at the end of the day, the things that's really going to build your fan base is actually interacting with your fan base or talking to people directly one on one. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all artists out there. How many times have, you know, or at least in that that grind, like how many times have you like tweeted a link to someone and not gotten any response to it? It's like you're talking to a brick wall, right? Right. So one thing I've, I've found is... um with uh you know like you gotta you gotta print things up i found like one of the most go-to marketing tools that i've had the most success with 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 artists from all different backgrounds are stickers believe it or not 
Um, just a cool design. And then like something I'm like holding this up like this is video <laughs> right now. But I got um, a, a sticker in my hand from Mac Miller who put out his Good AM album. And on the back, it says, you know, the, the artist's name, the album, where they can buy it, their, their singles, any p- potential cool features. And, and social media, like, there's no point in handing out, like, a, a, a promotional tool, like a flyer or a sticker or having a conversation if you don't have information on that, that they can, like, go out and, and check your stuff out later, you know, because that's, that's, that's your currency, too, because eventually you meet them in person so then they can interact with you online and, you know, and help spread the word on your music, you know, evangelize and, and all those fancy marketing buzzwords. And such right and that's dope tom and you know what matter of fact because i i've i've seen other artists use stickers but i think i think you're right about people underestimating how how powerful they can be uh for example when when i see someone's flyer typically i see it on the ground yeah i see people stepping over it i see it getting thrown away etc cetera, etc cetera. but stickers I see stickers everywhere, and I, I think Four Eyes did a a, a sticker oh, campaign a yes. long time ago, and they're still on the backs of stop signs yeah, all that, around Atlanta. That's kind of unfair, though, because a sticker won't touch the ground because it sticks. Yeah, that's the purpose. Though. Duh, like still, Brian's an idiot. <laughs> you got you got to put Gorilla Glue on the back of the sticker, though, so that way they can't pull it off. No, right. they, not working. They actually hey. stand up to the element too. Like it can rain and 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 snow, and you'll still see a little bit of the sticker left. Where a flyer is gonna like totally be thrown stomped. away. Yeah, right. Brian was so proud of that joke a moment he was. ago. He was. <laughs> hey, but job. you know what? For <laughs> Crystal, keep notice though. He also straightened out his hat and just gave a thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> Yeah. So you're losing your edge as we speak. He's possible. got on an A Town hat today, guys. But I do not have on an A Town hat. I have on an Atlanta Braves hat, the original iconic man. iconic man. hat. Yeah. Nobody wears an A Town hat. See, that's <laughs> you're telling you're telling about yourself. <laughs> I, I still got mine in my uh, in my room that I uh, got bought from Walters back when I was going to Georgia State. Oh, exactly. so he got a real, See? real incredible exactly. one there from Walters. Exactly. So look, Tom, how how important is it to actually get the artist involved in this process, though? Because I can imagine that it'd be pretty difficult to get an artist to hand out stickers. Or is am, am I not speaking correctly? Well, well, it depends on how they're they're utilized. I mean, you know, street teaming, like like especially when you're starting out, you don't necessarily have a team to back you up. So you got to pound the pavement. You have to put in that work before someone else will want to put in that work for you. And also, you know, I tell artists all the time, too, is that how can you understand the grind if you're just always in the studio? Because it's... It's as cliche as it sounds, it's music business. And unless you want it to be a hobby, you have to focus on both parts. You have to know the business aspect of it. And marketing is a very strong, you know, it's it's a very, very valid component of it. And it's more than just like like street teaming. It's it's you know, it, it's deeper than that. Logistics planning and routing and, and things of that nature. Um but to Sorry, I rambled a little bit, but to answer your question, yeah, it's it's very important as an artist to to be involved with with your marketing and to be aware of it and to know how that campaign is going to go because at the end of the day, you are the centerpiece of that campaign. And you know what? Can I ask you to uh, to back up a little bit there because you yeah. you just mentioned uh, logistics planning, and I, I wanted you to. Uh, I guess expand on that a little bit more because I think most times when people hear the word logistics, they're probably thinking about FedEx or UPS. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I bring that up because I'm, I've been, uh, I just got done putting together like a, a listening party for an artist that that's come into my area and it's, it's having to, it's not, you know, it's like the, the flow of people coming in, um, where the, the placement of the promotional tools, you know, are, are they, do you want people to, to stick around? Is it, you know, do you want to make an experience of it? You know, those, those things cost money as well. And that, you know, that, that, that was my main um, part with it. So let me ask you this though, on the other side yes. of that, um, 
sometimes artists may want to be, ex, you know, extremely involved with their marketing, but you may, some artists can be their own worst enemy, you know what I mean? Or can be yeah. um, careless or reckless with their voice. So how have you, what have you done in your, um, I guess, in your experience to kind of help artists to follow the marketing campaign that's going to be most effective and get them the results you need without some of the pitfalls that can come from artists pushing themselves and maybe saying the wrong things or being inappropriate? Well, I mean, a lot of it can be if if you're out is, well, one, definitely don't tweet when you're angry. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> that's that's a key thing. Yeah, and then two, it it's, it's definitely about planning how you're going to respond to certain things as before before they happen um coaching out in the public um and then also it's because at the end of the day too with 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 an artist like you want to be that person people fought to you want to be like laid back and and cool and, and you can't have it be be forced um so i mean just co- coaching before you get out there um you know, and and knowing, and also the mindset too that that this this is a job, this isn't a hobby. So, do you feel like, well, especially starting out the way that you did, um, like starting from the ground up, volunteering, interning, kind of doing your thing there? Um, I guess what what are some of the common mistakes that you see up and coming artists make in trying to promote their album? Um, well, I think, um, definitely just trying to hand someone something without like talking to them, like, like either just handing someone a CD or a flyer and just walking by. Um, because as you said before, that, that CD flyer sticker, whatever, that's just going immediately on the ground. It, for, for me, it's, it's definitely, I found a good approach is is a, a quality over quantity. It's better to engage someone for five to ten minutes so they can kind of get a semblance of who you are rather than like hitting up an entire room and then just playing the odds. Mm. That like, you know, maybe though that one or two people that you give like a a promotional tool to won't throw it away and they'll actually stick around to do it. You know, of course, sometimes you're pressed for time, but you'll figure out that rhythm of conversation as, as you actually go out and do it. Can you give us an example? Cause I mean, I definitely, you know, obviously you've, you've had a chance to, to experience some of this hands-on, um, I always tell people that the business is probably the best way to learn is by getting out there and doing it. So what um, can you share maybe with our audience, like an experience, like an actual experience of how something that you implemented worked on an artist that you're, you know, one of the projects you're able to talk about? I worked with um, with uh, the, the band Lucas Graham. Um, you know, of course, they're not necessarily hip hop, but that was that was one of the bands that didn't really have like a pre-existing um, name to them. They, you know, they just they just had their first album and, you know, they're incredibly successful now, but a lot of my job is working with like brand new artists before, you know, they, the, the, the machine really kicks in with it. We're kind of like the initial scouts in a sense, but, um, you know, I found with, uh, with Lucas Graham, like, you know, literally you just, you listen to the music, you try to figure out, you know, who would listen to my music. Then you go to a place with them, um, I had a pair of headphones and an iPod with me. No, no earbuds. That shit's gross. You don't want to eat earwax or anything like that. <laughs> you should have said that at the beginning. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and then you, you have your, your small hand to hand item and you just go up to someone and you just say, hi, are you familiar with this group? And if they say no, um, you know, you take the material, you hand it to them, you, you talk to them a little bit more about it. And then eventually, while you're talking to them, you kind of bring your headphones up and you're like, I have a track. Would you be interested in listening to it? And, you know, if they say yes, you, you know, t- 
don't make eye contact when you're listening when they're, when they're listening to it because that that throws them off. And when it's done, you ask them about it. You tell them about the social media aspect of it. Tell them to give them a follow. If you already have it up on Spotify or iTunes or Apple Music now, you tell them about that too. Okay, and more so or less, that's that's a relatively effective approach. It's it's very basic, but you don't really need money to do it, and you can really help convert some fans. Like, or you can help convert people into fans. I mean, another thing too. Once again, very basic, but you know, collect emails during those conversations at the end of it, after you've been able to engage people in conversation. Okay. So if I'm, I'm taking notes here, rule number one, share your earbuds. <laughs> rule two. No, no, no. Rule number one, headphones. Do not have earbuds. Not earbuds. No earbuds. <laughs> no. Oh. Earbuds are no bueno. I misunderstood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Tom. So, because you're right there on the on the street level, man, tell us who's next. Who's the person that we're not looking for, but is coming with full force? I mean, on on a local level, I'll, I'll you know with I'll tell you, man. There's 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 this cat around the the seven five seven. His name's Young Crazy. He like I've been just seeing him just getting it in, doing shows, like building that crowd. You know, little by little. After the show, interacting with fans, like just doing everything he can. Um, I'm really excited to see what he comes, what he does next. To be honest, dope. And you know what? It sounds like he's well. I guess just from your your brief description there, uh, it sounds like he's kind of taking some of your advice in regards to uh, quantity, or excuse me, quality over quantity. Um, as as far as the approach to uh, building your fan base or building his fan base, excuse me. Yeah, so far so good. I, I met him a little while back at um, the, uh, it was it was a listing party um, and had a, had a chance to talk to him. I mean, we're, we're both, um, you know, there's, you know, how listing parties at studios get, you know, we're, we're both like very relaxed, um, but, you know, maybe took some of my advice. I, I really don't know, but it it seems to be working for him, though, because, I mean, you can't just, like, if you do do a show, I mean, and you just leave, you're you're missing the opportunity to, to you know, to, to have people listening to your stuff afterwards. All right. Don't squander those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. How... Am, how- how important do you think all the different plat- social media platforms are? You know, Snapchat. I don't know if Snapchat's even going to be around in a couple of weeks with Instagram going live. But how important is it is it for new artists to be up on the latest technology with social media? Yeah, very, very important. Like, look at um, shoot. So, like, I mean, shoot. Look, look at like Bieber and, and Twitter. Like, he. Pretty much, he, he more or less got on that that platform before anyone else started like doing anything with it. Um, following those trends, absolutely. Um, wouldn't really recommend Facebook anymore. That's so frustrating. You can't even get a, you know, it's hard to get uh, views on your posts unless you're paying for the push on it. Right. Oh, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. Um, cause yeah, nowadays social media marketing, man, takes, it, it, it does take something and it, yeah, something a little bit more than, I'm not saying like buy your, buy your views or anything like that. I definitely wouldn't recommend nah, that. Don't ever do that. But yeah, you gotta. You get exposed like, like we, we know when it's fake. <laughs> right. But you know what's funny about that whole concept? I've, I've always had trouble with that because all of the big companies in the world. Do it. They, that's what they do. That's their advertising. They spend millions and billions of dollars on, like, that's part of their yearly budget. And then we say, you know what? Don't pay for views. What the hell? Why the hell not? That's what you See, you're- I don't think so. I think, and I know, you know, publicists are rumored to be sneaky, Tom, but that's not true. But, um, <laughs> but what uh, you I w- seem okay, Chris. Of course. But what, what I would, what I tell clients is to, 
you know, you definitely don't want to only buy them. But if you have great content and you're building your audience, I don't think there's anything wrong with inflating and embellishing that as long as you have something to back it up. Okay, yeah. so wait, what y'all are talking yeah, about is... I mean, t- it, is a sale, it is a sales pitch at the end of the day, but I think um, labels seem to be shying away from that just because, like, they're, remember that, that whole big purge on YouTube? And I think, like, what was it, like, Rihanna lost, like, Five million followers, or right. or f- five million views on their videos, so- something like that. I think that. Instagram like, did something like Instagram that too. did too, and the Kardashians yeah. and some of the big, some of the biggest names. But but my my yeah. argument to that is some of the biggest names, Rihanna, um, the Kardashians. Those are some of the people that have the largest number of followers. Lost they did the lose. They did lose Which followers. Means they were buying them. They were, but they also had authentic fans as well. Yeah. So you have mm-hmm. to have. I don't. I think. How, that how you do you know both, they didn't have fake fans first? And then everybody it bought it. It doesn't matter. Too. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but it doesn't how do you, matter. Listen, to what I'm saying though. How do you know they didn't have all a million fake fans, and that's right. what got them their first hundred thousand? That's my point. Right. That's my point. I think that I, you know, again, I'm not telling people to buy to buy views or buy followers, but what I am saying is that if you have great content and you add to what you already have, you'll still retain some of those followers or some of those views because you have great content. The problem is to buy them and then not to have the content to back them up and retain them. Yeah. And and, and I mean, also the thing too, it's such a slippery slope because once you buy views on, on like one track or like one photo or one post or whatever, then you have to consistently keep doing it because... If you like all of a sudden, I mean, of course, things can go occasionally viral, but if you have like, you know, a hundred thousand views on a single post and then you barely have any interactions on the ones you like afterwards, then like it, you just, you just kind of flush your money down the toilet, you know? And so, I mean, it's, it's kind of like when you, when you, uh, when you're dating someone, right. And you meet them and you, you, you tell like, like, you know, a little white lie or just, you know, or even a big ass lie. You constantly have to remember <laughs> that lie. Then you have to remember the other ones to compensate for the right. original one and then so on and so forth. That's that's I'm glad that you said that, because that's exactly why I'm against it. I think up and coming artists, you don't one of the things that actually detracts from uh People from wanting to be their fan is the fact that they try to they try to look bigger, like more of a celebrity than what they are. And yeah. and oh, that annoys me. Yeah, and your fans are more savvy than that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. They'll guys. easily cause no. No matter what you do, you'll be the broke ass version of whatever it was that you thought you were. So you're not. That right? could be, but also when people, if you have great music and you're putting music out, and an and an and a a fan that's not music industry savvy looks at your page and you have no followers, they're not going to take you seriously. So I think it's, it, it, can, it can go both ways. I think there's an argument for either, either, either side. But at the end of it, if you don't have great content and you're not also retaining authentic fans, it, it's not going to matter. Right. And, and I think, too, is that like you, you build your fans from inwards outwards. So like your your first true fans are gonna be like actual fans of music. They're gonna be savvy, and then you'll have like I guess the the, the laggards, if you will, that will you know that who just only listen to songs on the the radio, or you know they don't really uh, you don't have that passion for music. Like like your your first fans will they just jump on the bandwagon because everyone else says it's hot, so therefore they think it's hot. So for being a new artist, you know, I'm I'm not advocating view buying views, period. But especially with a new artist, that's nah, no no bueno. That's how I feel. You don't have enough like a new artist doesn't have long enough budget to be able to keep that lie going or whatever. I think it's better if you just have a hundred fans or five hundred fans or whatever it is, just build and work with what you have. And then if you get a major label budget and you get a bunch of promotion dollars that you can use towards, you know, pumping your social media, then then go for it. But, you know, organically, I think is the best way when you're starting out. That's just me, though. I, I agree. And then then the other point, too, is, you know, don't chase a deal. Don't even like when you're starting out, like, don't even worry about a record deal. Like that is the the last thing that 
you would want at that stage in your career, to be honest, because, I mean, you know, look at look at a lot of artists who, who have like that that song that just like propels them forward and they just blow up and then their their follow up is just weak because they haven't built that infrastructure. They haven't like paid their dues yet to like support themselves because at the end of the day, like you want this to last as long as you can. And there there just isn't like really strong shelf life with a lot of artists. And who's to say like, you know, you do win the entertainment lotto and you do get that, that, that vaunted deal. Like, like I said, if you don't have the infrastructure in place, it's, you're just, you're just going to sit there. Your music's not going to come out and then you're just going to, going to, you know, be, get jaded about it. That's no good. Right. And you're mad because everybody hating on me. Do nobody do nothing. When nobody support me. My city don't mess with me. That type of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you heard those guys before, right? All the time, yeah. <laughs> so, K-Tail, how can the listeners get in touch with you? Well, um, my social media, that's always a good thing. Um, I won't add you on Facebook unless, like, I, unless you have, like, a bunch of friends that already know me. But on Twitter, I'm uh, Tommy underscore Blanco. Uh, same thing with Instagram. And then you can follow my work socials. So, you know, I always post new stuff about music, um, news, concert dates, things like that. Uh, the Twitter with that is uh, Norfolk Boombox. And the Instagram is Warner Music 757. Word. Tom, thank you again, man, for coming through, man. I, I know we've been trying to schedule this for a while, <laughs> so I, I appreciate you being flexible. And I'm glad we are able to make this happen, man. This was dope, man. Thank you again. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I, I, I had a good time. That Like, y'all kind of uh, broke my podcasting cherry on this one. Um, I, I appreciate y'all having me on, and um, I'm glad we could finally make it work. Tommy, what's your um, Instagram one more time? It's, uh, the personal one is Tommy underscore Blanco, and then the work Instagram is Warner Music 757 Sorry, I'm a little twangy. Uh, W-A-R-N-E-R. M U S I C seven five seven one word. Cool, cool. Thanks again, Tommy. It was great having you on, and I think you probably gave some of our listeners some great advice, especially from someone that's had a chance to have some to have some huge successes with some really, really relevant artists. So thanks a lot. I hope so. I really want to see everyone who listens to this podcast win. Absolutely, and just so you know, Tom, the condom broke. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> Such a distasteful man. joke. All right, Tom. Thanks, man. I appreciate y'all. Peace. Bye. I can see you hurting. I've been through the same thing, baby. Don't you worry. I got you. I just want to know you, tell me all your secrets, looking like you need it.
That was Warner Music Group's BB Rexa with I Got You here on the 9010 Rule. So I, I think that he had, Tom had some very good uh, advice. Number one is that artists are usually focused on things that aren't really that important, i.e. getting signed to a label, and in my opinion, performing. I think getting a great, having a great structure, getting a great song that you know is going to do, a, you know, it has a huge impact is, is probably the best way to go. So, because I think a lot of people get kind of, off the track thinking I need to get signed to a major label so they can give me all this money and, you know, I can become the next big star. And that's just not how things happen nowadays. Yeah, I I think that there's definitely a lot of artists out there that are more concerned about being known than they are what they're being known for. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's the the cart before the horse. Like, I'm I'm, I'm doing something because I'm famous almost. Right, as opposed to I'm right. famous because of what I do, right. which is right. how it should be. But the label is not labels, you know, in case anyone out there has aspirations of getting signed to a label and getting a huge advanced check advanced uh, check, and being able to go to the mall and buy their mama a house and get a Lambo, that is not how this works. So No, it works like that as long as you have a, no, no need to like, have any more money the rest of your life. Well, I don't think people are getting those type of advances anyway. Even oh, if, yeah, advances, even if, no. Even if you do get, I know there's been artists that have gotten a million dollars. That's a million dollars total. Before, right. it used to be a million dollars in promo and, mar- you know, ads and marketing, marketing and promotions or uh, a million dollars in, in just production. But now a million dollars total. Right. You have to produce an album, get promotions, finance your own lifestyle. Like, it's right. not a million dollars goes bye-bye very quickly in today's world. So it's not like that million dollars is just for you to run and, and, and ball out with. It's really for you to put back into your project right. if you're lucky enough to get those type of numbers, which you will only get if you've already invested a large amount of money and have a, a huge a hit. You got a hit, hit, right? Yeah, or two. And a fan base, a hit and a fan base. Yeah. If you got a hit, you got a fan base. But yeah, same thing. Uh, well, it takes a while for a hit to grow on fans and for fans to, to you know, gravitate towards it. It's not immediate. It takes a while for people to get to, you know, hear the song, start to respond to it. Well, it's not a hit, though, until the fans respond to it. But just, it's no, just a single. I think when you hear it and it has a response initially from people that hear it, you may know when you have a hit record. Right, but I don't think that's what constitutes the hit. The hit is when people right. actually start that's true. taking some action because they've heard it. Right. Yeah, like like you can believe that it's a hit, but... There's no proof right. <laughs> until it has acted like its behavior is that of a hit. <laughs> it has hit record behavior. It's hit like. <laughs> right. It's hit-ish. Yeah, but no, but it's, it's serious. I know artists that want to shoot videos and want to do photo shoots and they want to do all this stuff and there's no plan. There's no, they have no strategy behind what they're doing. And I think that is, is um, what causes a lot of people to waste a lot of money. Yeah, but you know, at the, at the same by the same token, though, I think that there are levels to everything. And as, as we were talking about just before the show, maybe that's not really the angle that you're trying to go for as an artist. Maybe you just want to be the artist that has a five records, five albums out. You know what I'm saying? And like that's just that's the level you want to be on. So there's nothing wrong with having a video for every song you got, even though your song none of your songs have ever really been heard by the masses. You know, that's just it's kind of just where where you're trying to be in the game. Yeah, but I mean, you also don't want to waste money on things that you're not going to get a return on. That's just good business sense. So I'm not mad at an artist that wants to have a visual album. You know, Beyonce introduced all of us to that. Right. I'm not mad at that at all. But I also think that you want to be realistic in what you're going to be able to recoup. And, you know, videos are definitely not as expensive as they used to be years ago. But, you know, to have a good solid video, you probably need to spend at least between $2,500 to $5,000. So... That's that's if you're going to do 10 of those, that may be money you could have invested into something else, you know, especially if no one's going to see it. If you're going to throw it up on YouTube and no one's going to see the video, it's going to have 10, 17 views. Yeah, that's ah. that's true. But I think that we there's still some power in what we talked about a few weeks ago about, um, you know, how me and you are both very like we like pristine things. It's got to be like a, almost some level of perfection or at least try really hard and where Kev was saying well no I like mine a little dirty I think that there's still some value to the guy who spends 500 on his video but somebody who knows what they're doing and you know yeah you can tell it's not mm-hmm. high budget it's a little dusty but it got the point across yeah because you can spend a lot of money on a video and it still suck 
Right. I agree with that. Do, do, but like, do y'all know what treatments are? Do people even know what? Do they even use treatments or they kind of just show up and rap? You sh- no, well, you should, do, good, you should good, be doing a treatment. Yeah, you should have a storyboard. You yeah. should have, like, yeah. an idea of what you're going to see before you shoot it. Yeah, because if you shoot it without those things, you're going to have a lot of footage that doesn't make a lot of sense. And then you're just putting together stuff that's going to probably appeal to you because it's your you footage. But it, right. it's not, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't relate to a, a viewer. And it also needs to tie back to your music. And, you know, yeah. your identification, so. I think universally, though, everyone needs to understand that no matter what level you're on, you got to still, it's still got to make sense. So I agree. put together the plan and, you know, try actually put forth the effort to try to make it all be cohesive and make sense. I mean, they're geniuses doing this on the, on the highest levels. You know what right. I'm saying? They've been doing it for the biggest names. So, yeah, you might not have that kind of platform and you may not have that kind of campaign, but still effort needs to be paid. And the more that you do, the harder the, the work you put into it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to show and, I, and that's difficult to tell a lot of young people because they've seen so many people just kind of throw stuff out. Right. But I think that there is some, you know, there are there is some fruit for, you know, planting a better tree. I agree. But the great, the great thing about today is with social media and things are so, we have access to so much. So you can study what someone else did on their project very easily. You know, you can go back and trace their steps and not saying that you should copycats, copy something exactly. But I also think, you know, why reinvent the wheel? If you see that someone, you know, took a certain route with their social media and it worked and that project is similar to what you're doing, that makes sense to kind of find ways to 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 mimic what they've done, mm-hmm. you know? How do y'all feel about the J. Cole album that came out a few weeks ago? I liked it. I'm a fan. Yeah. Do you, do you think that because it was so themed, it was not really candy for a lot of people's ears? Because I saw so many, I saw like mixed reviews. People were saying it was trash and he was boring and it put him to sleep and, mm-hmm. you know... That's this is why I don't buy J. Cole. I'm like, did did any of you guys get any of that sentiments at all? Or you both liked it? Like I, I thought it was a really good album. I thought it was a good album. I I don't, but I understood where that came from though. Because I think that when you think about the the culture of hip hop today, it's just very different. And I think J. Cole is kind of like one of those, he's young, but yet his his heroes and the people he look up to were lyricists from a different time period. And I think he's trying to get their approval and he's trying to be on that level. And he's totally eclipsed what's happening in hip hop today. Even though, I, you know, it'd be great to see that there were a lot of different things happening. But I think that we're in a society, there's so little of urban music makes it to that level. Right. I think that it, it may, it's, made, it, it's made the whole draw very narrow. And so I think when you're talking about what's popping in urban music, I don't know if there's room for a conscious rapper. He's not conscious though. And in my opinion, he is. That's it's today's version of a conscious rapper. Hmm. I don't get that at all. What do you think, really? Kevin? Uh, what the J Cole is conscious, or this or the topic before that too? Like blend it all together if you want to. Well, I, I well I'll say this: his I can I, I can accept that people will say he's a conscious rapper. Mm-hmm. One because his instrumentation alone, like his music, if he even if he didn't rap, the music that he has that he raps over. Is completely different than the music that most rappers are rapping over. Okay. But that is right? that's not this is enlightened, not necessarily conscious. Right, but that's what they associate it with. Like okay. anything conscious is always so you're talking about conscious a little, by little more boom bap. I'm not. I'm talking about conscious in the fact that he actually is content. saying, yeah, content wise. That's my thing. I don't think that you have to be and I think in the you know, we do associate conscious with sometimes sometimes it doesn't it's not the the commercial hit. Right. I'll say. But, you know, I, I appreciate him. I I enjoyed it. And I do know a lot of people that liked it. I think the fact yeah. that it did get a great response meant that that's a that's success in some way. I don't know what the numbers are. It'd be interesting to see what the numbers were on it. Well, I, I think it's doing well. but Because yeah. I saw, well, I, I read an article, but I won't, yeah, I, I don't have it in front of me, so I won't quote the numbers. But I'll say this. I feel like, I feel like J. Cole and artists like that, they don't, they feel like they don't get the same type of uh, shine, if you will, because that's not what the DJ is playing to make you shake your ass and buy liquor. I agree. Right? But instead, I think... Maybach music. I think that J. Cole is closer to the album that you listen to after the club or before you go, like... I don't know about before. Because even even false prophets, it sounds do 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 do. 
It's it's cute. It's not a that was beautiful, by the way. Yeah, Thank I was like, whoa. Thank you. The I, dance was like I wish we had video. Well, you know, I'm always right. And there it is, cutting the rug here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, his first week sales were six hundred uh, five hundred eleven thousand. That's that's actually good for that today. Is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. But I think that and the last one went double platinum. So yeah, it's art to me. Like I, I don't, I, I don't see it as a song, an album you play on the way to something to like, like not Jeezy to get ready for the club. It's not, right. it's not that. But I don't know. I don't know if I would call it conscious. I get what you guys are saying, the association. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a, it's a, it's art. It's not like a lot of his predecessors. It's not like. Jay Z, it's no. Jay Z never made an album like that. I think Common. I, I would I would liken it a little bit more to Common. I'm definitely not Jay Z, but Common, Common. Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. possibly, or Talib Kweli or something. Maybe I feel like it's more the album that you you live with. Yeah, like, like you can that. you can wash your dishes and listen yeah. to J Cole. You yeah. can do Man. laundry. You can do homework and listen to J Cole. Yeah, you I totally didn't. You I can't do that shit. I thought that it was something you had to be you had to be present for. When I listened to it, I listened to it from the top to the bottom the first time. And, I, you know, I was... Yeah, but once you, you do that, you don't have to... If you're listening to music, you don't have to be in that place all yeah, the time anymore. Right? That's I true. definitely agree. It's something that you could live with. You yeah. know, you can put on... And I think hip-hop needs that. Like, we got, a love, we got enough artists that want to be, you know, front and center when, you know, it's, it's nightclub hours. have a lot of hours. music to, make, to get high to. Right. Right. I guess my only issue with J. Cole's entire body is... I sometimes give him him that emo kid who's just like I don't like the system and it's it's wrong. But like sometimes you, you got does protest too much. No, I just I think that it's like <laughs> it's like it's like a rich kid saying he doesn't like his 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 mm. trust fund. Mm. You know, and that, that's a little annoying to me. I hope he figures that out. But the music is on point. <laughs> I hope he figures that out. We don't know what that is, but no, I know what it is. Brian feels that way. He just he's it's like. You know what I'm saying? The, the silver spoon is not fitting in his mouth correctly anymore. Like, come on. Like, you're you're reaping all the benefits from this industry that you're cussing out and saying it's so awful and whatever. Yeah, but he, but he also has a point that I think a lot of people agree with that a lot of what's glorified in this business is bullshit. And I think that he, I appreciate the fact that, you know, as a, as a woman, he speaks out on things that a lot of, a lot of rappers probably aren't even aware of. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, he did the record with, with, with TLC called Crooked Smile. That was on the last album. The album, the single didn't do that well, but it was really a beautiful song. And I think if more girls will listen to that and even the, the other song that he had that, that talked about the different reality star females and nothing, no disrespect to them, but just saying that I, I appreciate women like this. I I think that, you know. I don't agree with you on that. I think that he's he's he has a different perspective that is something that we don't see, you know, that we don't hear, and I think it's very necessary. Right. I think he should get an NAACP Image Award. I think he should actually stand on some of those those points though and stop crying about it. That's what I'm talking I think about. He does. He's married. His his lifestyle well, mean, reflects that. But crying about it, I mean, like, who doesn't say that their job sucks? Yeah, but it's just. It, I mean, it's just. I, who, who does who doesn't say, hey, I like my job, but my company sucks. I like rappers. Or what I have to do. Parts of my job I don't like. I like rappers that don't bend so much. That's all. I think it's just it's the it's the it's the application of it. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just bending a lot. This is like noodly. Yeah, like I mean, have you bending? Have you watched the documentaries or the the you know what I'm saying that when he's talking and it's like you just hear all that you know it's just the complaining as opposed to you know I don't I don't know if I, maybe he's just disagreeing. Are, Maybe he's just disagreeing. Yeah, I think it's all about the way it's being articulated, though. That's all, and it, okay. and that's that's not his music at all. I love his music. It's the other stuff. It's I'll, the- I'll I'll accept that from you because I, I I know you, but I, I don't. <laughs> I haven't seen that from, right. from your perspective. I can't say that I see it. That's cool. Yeah, I don't agree with that, but you know, hey, I just don't want to tell you it's just bullshit. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gonna just be nice. But we reserve the right to tell anyone on the show that right. But it's, we, this is the new year, so I'm. I'm. This is a kinder, gentler Kevin. Okay. Yeah. All right. You look, look kinder and that. gentler. I look forward to that. Yeah. I don't right, know if guys, that was a well, compliment. <laughs> I, I, I don't we, think that we, was a compliment. We have to thank. We have to thank our listeners for tuning in for another year. We're really excited about the upcoming year. Yeah, this shit is dope. I can't yeah. wait for y'all to hear this. We got coming up, nigga. But here's what we need y'all to do, honestly, though. We need you guys to reach out to us and give us some feedback. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Tell us what, what kind of things you guys want to hear about. Yeah, definitely. What kind of guests you're looking to have um, on the show. We try to, you know, uh, 
reach out to people that are giving you information that we feel like can be helpful to you in your career. But if there's some people that we're missing or some industry things that we're missing, please, you know, please let us know. There are a couple of ways to do that. 678-636-9116 is the voicemail. Uh, you can hit us up at mail at the 9010rule.com. What were you about to say, Kevin? I was about to say, tell us what the fuck you're dealing with when you're trying to navigate the business yourself. Yeah, if you have a specific question. Yeah, like you're trying, you went up to ASCAP, you couldn't get any answers. You went to CSAC, you couldn't get any answers. You're trying to figure out, let us be your coach in that regard. So if you need help, reach out, man. It's real. It's probably about 40 years of experience in this room. Dear God. Okay, and you can also reach out to us on our Facebook page. <laughs> Not to talk about years, but Facebook is great. We went, we're going to start some polls and get some dialogue going there because we want you guys to be able to let us know what you like about the show, what you didn't like, what you think about the guests. If you want more information, if you want guests to come back, we, we want to know. We want to make sure that you guys are enjoying what you hear. All right, well, Happy New Year from the 9010 Rule. This has been Crystal Jordan with my cohorts, as always, Brian Jennings and Kevin Davis. We out. Visit us at the9010rule.com. That's 9010rule.com.